Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard, alongside... Who am I? I'm Gib Gerard, alongside none other than John Tesh. How you doing, man? Or did you just work out? I, 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 was, I was on the... Uh, we both just did. I was on yeah, the, but, uh, but I'm looking at your waveform. Your waveform is like... It's like twice as... It, twice is it as, uh, am I no, more intense? It's, no, it's really, no, not intense. It's just your... You're very uh, diaphragmy. Yeah, well, it's because I'm connected good. to That's my body good. right That's now. That's good. That's good. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Were you saying something? <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you who our guest is. Our guest this week is Lauren Lauren Zander. She's the co-founder of the ha- co-founder of the Handel Group and author of the book Maybe It's You. Cut the crap. Face your fears. Love your life. Now she does what she calls executive life coaching. I, I have to tell you something. Sometimes we get these interviews, and the, um, our booker Chrissy Wallen is, is amazing, and she she'll she'll like, hey, do you want to check out this person? And I'm like, I'll do the interview and see how it goes. And I have no idea about them. I do a little bit of re- I do my research ahead of time, right. but I don't really like you know. She's a corporate coach, so I'm, I'm I you'll you'll hear this. I walk into this interview thinking it's going to go one way that she's going to talk about how she fixes boardrooms, but her thing is brutal honesty. She does whole life colonoscopies on on <laughs> on. On the executive she works with, and she does private uh, private coaching as well. She does just regular life coaching, and she's working with me now. So I'm, I'm doing my homework. Oh, and this dealing is with great. Her. It was an unbelievable. So, so after you finished the interview, did she start asking you a bunch of questions? She did, and and, and I sent her like she, we're signed up. Like I'm going to be doing this stuff with her with just like well, that's a, a, with yeah. this brutal honesty thing where you that's a heck of a review. Go ahead. Uh, no, it was it was amazing, but I was expecting this like buttoned up thing, and she's kind of sassy and she's kind of irreverent, and she is, um, but she is this. Um, she's really really focused on how much our our deception of the people around us and ourselves interferes with our ability to get things done and it is it's it's unbelievable and i was i was like i said i was really expecting this kind of buttoned up situation and it was not that so you'll actually hear me kind of change gears as the thing goes on but she is incredible and really like like down to every single area of your life from your marriage to your approach to your career to like she she goes in on all of it and expects you to be brutally honest in how you deal with yourself and how you deal with other people. So now, just so we can be looking for it, what 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 happens when you change gears? You, uh, what, what happened to you? Um, I was I was on my heels. You can hear it in the, oh, in the thing. Okay. Like I, I started right. off asking a lot of questions. So you work with all these major because she works with major companies, right. and I'm thinking, you know, we're going to hear like the usual boardroom strategy stuff about like communication is really important. But she's like, no. I know who the office flirt is. I know who doesn't respond to their emails fast enough. I know who's having a hard time with their marriage. I know who has an issue with their father. Like, she wants to know all of it so she can break people down and build them. She's like a Marine Corps drill sergeant right, for your right. whole life. So it's not like here are the three things to do. She, it, no. It's, it's all personal. It's all personal, and it's all brutal honesty. And oh, I know that great. sounds tough, but you really have to hear her method. And she is, she's pretty amazing. I think she, I, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. So, so again, it's Lauren Zander and she's coming up in just a few minutes. We want to hit you as we usually do with a couple of quick bits uh, that are sort of pressing from our researchers. The first is uh, about boredom. Mm. And this, this sounds like something that Lauren might, might be interested yeah. in. It, uh, Singapore Management University studied this and they find, found out that the best way to be creative is to let yourself get bored yeah. and not meditate, right? But let yourself, uh, let, let thoughts come into your head, right? Right. It's, it's almost like the, um, you know, I can't remember if it was, if it's Romans or, or Corinthians, but it's about renewing your mind, mm-hmm. right? Getting all this stuff out and, and not feel it. Cause we have, it's so easy for us to, uh, fill our minds when we right. do get bored, right? Right. Well, so, so the meditation is about, you have the thought and it goes away. Right. The thought comes in. You just, you really don't want to sit on any right. thought. You want to keep your right. mind as clear as possible. And that's great. We need that. 
But also, we have our smartphones everywhere we go, and we don't ruminate anymore. I don't ruminate anymore. I don't know about you. Sometimes when I'm yeah, driving, yeah. I ruminate a little bit. Yeah. But I'm usually listening to a podcast, or I'm listening to a book on tape, or I'm listening to the radio. Like, I don't, I don't really ruminate. And we used to ruminate a lot. We yeah. really did. Yeah. We used to, yeah. like, we used to really let our minds go and wander, and we used to really, like, we, we just, we, we sitting in line at the bank, and we'd have nothing to do right. but stare nothing. and think about nothing. our mistakes yeah. and like yeah. how, to, how to solve yeah. our problems. Yep. We don't do that anymore. We play right. Angry Birds, and, now, and our problems right. don't get solved. Well, you know, and, and, and as soon as Angry Birds came out and all the smartphones and everything, all of the tabloid sales went down Oh yeah, because nobody looked at that stuff in, in line. I, I can do whatever I want on my phone. I can read a version of that story on my phone. I don't need to be yeah. sitting there. It, it's yeah. unbelievable how we've done it. And you know what? Honestly, even in our parenting, like, I know that, believe me, I know that playing with small children is boring. It's boring. Like, a five-year-old wants to do stuff I don't want to do, right? right? You I have want, to be intentional I, about I want right? to watch Game of Thrones. She wants to play princesses. They're similar, but they're different. I just see you going, <laughs> there's, there's a princess in Game of Thrones. She's yeah. amazing. She, she rides be, dragons. She gets beheaded, but, you know. <laughs> she, she rides dragons. Um, <laughs> right. But, but being bored and intentional in that time is where the bonding happens. It's the same thing with yourself. Being bored is really important. And, and ruminating on your problems is the only way you're going to be creative. And your brain will think it and move it around and like, like a Rubik's Cube. You know who did this? Is the guy who actually created the smartphone. Steve Jobs. That's what the walk is. Yeah. That's what the yeah. walk is. The walk is harvesting boredom. It, doesn't let you distract yourself. Your body is moving and you have to do it. It's so right, true. Right, right. That's good. That's good. So seek out boredom, according to this, uh, this survey. Also, we, uh, wedding, I, I hate this. Uh, I've only officiated one wedding, but the one I did, my friend Mark You, know, you don't have to son. just officiate. You nah, can just be an attendant. I know, I know, but it was my only one. And I loved it because it was, it was just real old school classic wedding, you know. Uh, and, but apparently tossing the bouquet and the garter, oh, yeah. uh, the, the knot, the wedding site, the knot, which, and they see all these trends. They're saying that half of all brides only half do a bouquet toss and only 37% of grooms do a garter toss. So uh, toss. Uh, a lot of brides say they don't want to make their guests feel like dried up old spinsters. That's a quote. <laughs> First of all, the phrase "dried up old spinsters" <laughs> makes everybody sound like a dried up old spinster because it's a it's a it's a uh. dead phrase. Um, but I, I get that the bouquet toss too also points out to people who may be choosing to be single for whatever uh-huh. reason, which is yeah. a much more popular decision yeah. now than it yeah. was in the when these bouquet tosses became a right. thing. Right. It makes them feel like, look, I don't want to catch a bouquet. I don't want to be the next one to get married. I'm happy to be just dating. I'm happy to whatever it might be. There's a certain like, oh, you're next because this is a life accomplishment getting right. married as, right. opposed to, right. as opposed to people finding each other. Or you can bring it back. You can bring the bouquet back to your boyfriend and say, okay, it's yeah, official it's now. It's time. Uh, so newlyweds, how old were you when you got married? 23? I was young, yeah. Yeah. So the, so the average now, and that's what was 13 years ago almost, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the average now- You don't now, need to tell everybody my age, man. No, no, it's cool. Uh, the average is 30 years old for uh, Yeah, for it's getting older. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know, because it, 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 I think there's a lot of people who are a little more focused on their career. People are, a lot more people are going to college than graduate school. And, uh, and there's no, the pressure is not there to get married young like uh-huh. it used to be. Yeah. You know, you, you, the, the term dried up old spinster isn't really <laughs> something people think about nowadays. The other thing is, not to be overly energetic here, but I've never been at a wedding and seen the garter toss and been like, well, that wasn't awkward. It is always awkward yeah, yeah. with the whole thing. And they play the like, the old um, uh, burlesque. Terrible. It's terrible for the for the dad of the bride. Oh, it's just everybody's. Who's happy with this? Yeah. Who's happy with this? So listen, when I was a kid, I did. It's funny because this is a very bold title. I mean, we've had some bold titles recently with with the F word and from Mark Manson. But this is this is a little lighter than that. Lauren Zander's book, but it's so funny because my dad used to when I when I would mess up stuff, whether it was my grades. 
or I'd go to screw in something and the house would fall apart. He used to always say to me, Johnny, cut the crap, right? Because I mean, it's, it's, it, that's an old school thing. Just, it, just cut the crap, will you just, please? Well, because we, we deceive other people, but most importantly, we deceive ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. Lauren Zander is going to tell you how important that is and how that is going to fix your life. Lauren Zander, thank you so much for being a part of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. Thank you for having me. So, you know, when we got a chance to talk to you, the Handel Group is is a big corporate consulting firm, and you've done all kinds of coaching. I think I think we need to kind of establish what is corporate consulting? What kind of stuff are you doing for these big co- corporations? Wow. So... Well, first of all, I've been I've been working for 20 years. This has been going on. And so everyone has heard like life coaching. Right. Right. Like, where did it come from? I think it's like a it's an opaque process for a lot of people. They're just like, that sounds like hippie stuff, but you're doing it for companies. So it's got to be less hippie. It I even developed my method at MIT and Stanford Business School. It's so not hippie. Right. I mean, that's yeah, that's no conscientious objectors aren't even allowed in those schools. It's so, so I have been a pioneer in the executive life coaching space. And what we do is ready. We teach building honest cultures <laughs> where people can actually, and I mean, actually tell the truth. Mm. I mean, really the truth, the truth. And the truth isn't very nice, right? It's, it, we teach it how to say it nicely. Mm-hmm. So we, but we really get people to, um, actually come together and deal with their relationships and all the interpersonal dynamics that no one knows how to deal with. That's our forte. Well, that sounds like a necessary thing. How, why, why, why do they need, I guess, why, why would they need you to be able to do that with them? Because um, the one of the most fundamental truths that no one knows how to really face is that human beings lie all the time, mm. like live to say face, live to make you feel better, live to not tell the boss what you really think of what they just said, live, right. like we, we're liars. We don't want to be liars, but we're liars. <laughs> okay. And right. It's, it's a sad truth. There's mm-hmm. a dark side to humans. Is that really surprising? No, not no. really. Um, but so we address how to make the dark side work. Mm. So it stops running the show behind the scenes. Mm. And that's what we're calling an honest culture. Got it. And so if you think about it, the amount that people don't know how to make other people accountable mm. and do their best work and be able to have those conversations in a way that actually inspires people, that's what I've been doing for 20 years. Would this fall under not to use a, a kind of a, a tired trope right now? Is this speaking truth to power? I mean, is this is this like the VPs being able to talk to the C-suite? Honestly, is that is that the kind of goal or just honesty in general all of the above and we only when we when we get brought in mm-hmm. you know we we get brought in at the top because if i'm not talking to the head i can't get the people right. below them to right. have integrity right right so i have never been going bottom up i've always been going top down right Right. And right. then and nobody from the top would let me in the door because I'm about to get everybody to start telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And you don't want and unless the top actually wants to hear it, it will be a bad idea. So we when when I'm pitching myself into a company or when when someone comes after me, they they understand that I go after the dark side, teach people how to have a sense of humor mm-hmm. and how to and how to really end up getting a culture 
or an individual to be true to themselves. And, and I guess that I guess that pegs the question you just kind of mentioned. How do you get buy in from people who would sort of be blocked to this? Right. Obviously, the p- places where you're most needed are the places that are the least likely to have the self-awareness to bring you in. Well, so now imagine that I've been doing this long enough. <laughs> OK. Right. And there's so much proof of the results that. So the main reason we get brought into big corporations, insurance companies, mm-hmm. publishing companies. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our biggest jobs right now is in Live Nation, right? And which is a huge $18 billion company. They own Sirius, you know, yeah, so it's yeah, a yeah. huge organization. Sure. Um, but they all care about results. They all care about their bottom line. Right. And then they, and so because for years and years and years, we've been producing that the more you get people happy, emotionally Mm. happy, emotionally connected to their mission Mm -hmm. inside of a company, the more money you'll make, (laughs) which is true. Yeah. Um, I, I had them at hello. Right. Because, because you have the track record. Well, I really do prove the more honest a culture is, the more, the better the team works, right? Right. It actually is the, the more honest the marriage is, the more honest two best friends are, the more honest they are, the better you can go forward or you can leave each other well, right? right? So, so, you know, it really does work. And I I mean, I believe that a hundred percent because you can't deal with, you can't deal with problems and you just brought up some, a a great point that I want to pivot to in a minute here. You you can't deal with problems if you're not honest about what they are. Yes. And, and, and if you immediately start by talking about lying Mm -hmm. and talking, and then what I really go after in an individual and therefore in a company, because it's individuals, but also in a culture, there's just lots of individuals stuck in a narrative. Right. So I go after inner dialogue and the inconsistencies with values Mm -hmm. and what you're saying in your head and how you're acting on the court. And everybody needs to understand that because it's live action and it's a mess. Mm -hmm. And I can point it out in five seconds, right? I can see it by the actions. I can see it by the results. I can back you into how the narrative is, what's the problem. And then it's a group narrative or an individual narrative. And it's a boss and it's all these conversations that are not happening. And so then everyone wants to have them because everybody cares about the results. Right. And I, so, and then, go ahead. yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, it, then you have to go after the team, but because, but there's, but because of the way I do that, it's, it's not shaming. It's not mm. good or bad or right or wrong. It's the human condition. We have a dark side. We have a light side. Right. We, and, and if you can't make fun of and call out the dark side, you are getting nowhere with that light. Hmm. Hmm. So I imagine, and this is what I kind of want to pivot to talk about. So you get called in, and, and I, I don't doubt that this, I can see how a culture would become would become a part of a narrative that involves anything that, that goes against that narrative. The people in the flow mm-hmm. would, be, would be reticent to speak out, no matter how true it might be, against the narrative if, if that's what, you know, if that's where all the salmon are swimming, nobody yeah. wants to say that that's the wrong way. So I, 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 uh. I understand that. Yes. And that's what you have to uncover. But I feel like, and this is what I kind of want to talk about a little bit more, is as you adjust these people to get to that truthful place, I think you would see some real personal changes. Like you mentioned the marriage metaphor. And I think 
Like, I feel like being more emotionally honest or more honest about things at work would, I'm sure you've seen some big changes in people. We don't even pretend we're not coming from, when I call it executive life coaching, uh-huh. I, I'm going for your whole life. How you run yourself is mm-hmm. how you run everything. So if you're not handling your body, if you're not handling your sex life, if you're not handling friendships, if you're not handling your relationship with your father, if you're not handling, you, it, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, we, we are allowed to come in and do personal coaching to make great humans. Like our, our line is we're teaching how to human better. Yeah. And hu- and human is a verb. Right. Right. And and no one's, you know, take a good look around, right? Mm-hmm. We got some problems. We do. And so I and and so when I get brought into a company, I I am I'm allowed to fix that manager's marriage personal whatever he's willing or she's willing to turn over to me. Right. I'm going for all of it. And the more I clean up your whole life, I'm not just living in a little conversation called how you people interact in business. Mm-hmm. I'm making you deal with your whole life as an individual. Well, if you're up all like let's say you're on a business trip and you're up all night on the phone dealing with marital problems, and then you got to walk into a pitch the next morning, you're not going to be 100%. So it would make sense that you, yeah, no. you would want to do that whole thing. And, you know, whether anybody realizes it or not... When what one of the things we do is we get everyone in a state of amnesty to to confess everything that's not working in the company, in their relationships, in the business, everything that they're not allowed to say. Mm -hmm. And if we hear the same thing more than two times, it becomes part of the culture's problem. Right. And. If you think that that means like, I know who's drinking too much. I know who's not (laughs) answering emails. I know who's a flirt. I know. I understand. Don't anybody go crazy on that Uh one. But I I really do hear the deep, dark side to why people are having problems respecting each other. Mm. And and, And so you start to take that apart for them. I'm I'm coming to fix it. I'm like, you have to give me the dirt. Your boss said it's okay to give me all the dirt. Give me all the dirt. In the way we're gonna make a great company is because I'm gonna clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. And the mess is what we are not allowed to address that we're seeing and upset about. Mm. And human messes like you yelled at her. You didn't do that. You said you would be on time. You were 20 minutes late. How come you're allowed to do this and I'm not? Right? It's like all the little creepy stuff that we're all really upset about, but we're not allowed to say because that's my boss. That's this, that's mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's, we literally are brought in by the boss who says, tell him everything. Mm. And then, and, and that begins to unpack, I'm, I'm sure some, uh, some really, some really dark stuff for you, but so you, you work on these individuals, right? You, you start yes. to, and that has that led you, is that what led you to do inner you? Because, it, it, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm interrupting. But uh, no, finish your sentence. Well, no, I just because because I I hear I hear what you're saying, and I understand mm. that this this world of of corporate consulting, corporate life culture, uh, life uh, coaching is one thing. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing you say is that you want it that it's that it becomes far more personal than, and you're able to read people far more personally than uh, would be probably anticipated by a corporate life coach. Or, or it just it's just more personal than than we would think. 
And it's so, and, and yeah. it seems like you've pivoted into a world of personal coaching. So the method itself deals with an deals with an individual. Mm-hmm. And if I could explain, if I explain the method to you, which isn't that complicated to explain, but if I explain the method to you, you would understand that the same method that applies to an individual thing, then after it's understood at the individual level, it, the same philosophy works on a team. Mm. So right? is this is the so Handel method? Yes, the Handel method that I've been developing for 20 years, mm. right? And have white papers written on it and lots of proof that it's it works. Yeah. Right. So the reason I built inner you is um, literally, you know, so I work with um, I love I love working with Michael Rapino. He's the CEO of Live Nation and he needs me to scale. Right. So mm-hmm. the top exec, you know, how many people can we get to to sit individually and do their whole life? Mm-hmm. Right. That's not very scalable. Mm-hmm. But if you realize if I if you realize what I do for a living, you would understand I do I do a concept that then I make you laugh with examples of the concept. <laughs> and then I know exactly how to give you the right homework. So you go do it yourself and you come back and then getting the homeworks or getting people to buddy up because it's also a system of people learning together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what Michael asked me to do was make sure it was scalable. And could I, how does he give it to the, the 10,000 people that are sitting in his company? Right. And so then I built inner you so that I could run one person to a thousand. Right. So, so right? You, you developed the method individual scaled it to corporate and now you're and now you're scaling the individual method again and so i hear it as i i experienced it as you worked in corporate and you found that the individual was a thing but really you've always been focused on the individual i when i started the company i had a i and i it was like you know me and my sister mm-hmm. right? yeah. <laughs> okay hi me and my sister starting the company yeah right? when we started the company I had trained a few coaches to see if I could teach someone what I knew. And mm-hmm. I was back at 29 years old. Right. And I, I started developing a method. I wanted to see if I could transfer it to someone else. So imagine that I figured out I could. And now when I started the real company, what I built was I had a private coaching for individuals. I had a corporate division for companies and I had an education division to go into high schools and universities Mm -hmm. and business schools. And so now it's, you know, 20 years later (laughs) and, you know, here I am doing, you know, doing incredibly well in all those three divisions. So what is the method? Can you give it away or would that be just, would that just ruin your, is that your IP? my, my, here's what I say about my method, which I love, which is I am making uncommon knowledge, common knowledge. Interesting. Okay. Because when you hear it and you get it, you're like, uh Oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, so my game is how do I make this so simple, but profound, right? Like you never, like, Oh, you can't wash this off of you. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So I will do my method in like an encapsulation. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. I break life out into 12 different areas. Okay. And I make an individual dream in each of the 12 areas. I teach you the language of how to dream. You'd be amazed 
no one can write a dream. They can write their fears. They can write everything wrong, but they can't write a vision for the life of them. No one's yeah. even been taught. No one's taught that language. That language doesn't exist. So I feel like in- that's a big that's a big trend right now that I've experienced in the people I've interviewed in the journals that I um, like. There's a lot of formatted journals, and it's all focused on writing out and planning that that's the principle from Tim Ferriss's four hour work week, right? Is to, is to have a vision for your life. But I feel like people struggle with really uh, making that vision concrete. So, you know, you know what smart goals are, right? Um, No, but uh, I believe you. They're they're like, they're like, it's simple, measurable, attainable, and time sensitive. Um, And, and, and you're supposed to set those goals because you can't, those are the kinds of goals you can hold yourself accountable to. You're supposed to take a vision and break it down into shorter term steps. And so I guess Ah. I've, I've seen that it's a very trendy thing right now, but I also, as I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sold out on the concepts, but I spend a lot of time trying to put my dreams into words and I would love some clarity onto what language I should be using. Okay. Let me do the whole method and then you can pick the part you want to play with. Okay. Okay, good. All right. So let me just, cause let me, if I blurt all this out, you'll see <laughs> how, how it all connects together. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, good. All right. Here we go. I break life out into 12 areas. I teach how to language a dream. Our biggest issue on earth is we don't have language for many things. Mm -hmm. And so I developed a language and I teach people how to do that. I then get a person to rate. I make a rating scale. I love scales. I teach people how to scale one to 10. Mm -hmm. I even teach people they need to write their own scales so they know what a one is and what a 10 is. But I give you a a rating scale that's very funny because I think the other missing ingredient on earth is that we don't laugh at ourselves nearly enough. True. So a scale of one to 10, I get you to write your dream. I then get you to rate your current life against that dream. I then ask you to tell me why you gave yourself that rating and what's between you and a nine ten on that scale. Mm-hmm. Please explain what happens when a person starts to explain. And because I broke it out into 12 different areas, mm-hmm. people hide behind their career and forget about their body. People hide in their love life and like people are hiding and they're, and they're making one issue, one area of life so much more significant than having a whole life. So that's how I nail a human to have to have visions in each area of their life, separate them out, rate their current life and start to get all of their inner dialogue to explain itself, which gets out all your negative inner dialogue. It gets out your theories and it gets out all of your beliefs about life and what's between you. It's like I get you to actually language what swimming in your fishbowl is like. So that and that that's sounds just, like the real value of journaling too, which is it forces you to put language to your feelings. I'm a big journaling fan. I don't know if you can tell oh from God. the three references I've already I made to it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So that's just section one. Section two of the method, which starts to get a little hairy, is I ask you, I teach lineage, epigenetics, the mm. way you're the way you're like your parents, whether oh. you like it or not. Yeah. I didn't ask you if you signed you like we're all born with a goodie bag. And if you know what a real goodie bag is, you go, I don't like what's in here. Oh, that's good. Right. 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 right? Yeah. But, we, we, but there's no getting rid of it. You're, you're stuck with your goodie bag. You have to work <laughs> with what you've got. So OK. True. Yes. OK. So section two is all about your goodie bag and the traits from your parents uh-huh. so or whoever raised you. 
And so I make you make a list of every positive and negative trait of your parents, not just oh, a one word, gosh. but, but the true flavor of the trait. That and then I painful. ask you, yes, it's very, it's, it is. And then I ask you to do one of three things, right. With, to explain how that trait lives in you. Are you the same as oh. a reaction to it or some variation? Please explain how that trait lives in you. And what you will find is though you wish the apple didn't fall very far from the tree. Like you wish you weren't an apple off that tree. You're going to find out that you are so close to the apple from that, like, uh uh-oh, right? And so Uh I call those your operating systems. Like you open your, you like I can't, traits are like dials. Uh Uh-huh. You, and you need to, they're not going anywhere. They are with you for life. And your job is to evolve them in honor of your lineage, whether you like it or not. And you have to dial that thing. Right. So if you're arrogant, like your daddy, you need to go, oh, well, the arrogance in this place can work, but it really doesn't work in my marriage, does it? Right. Uh Oh, right. So then you learn how to operate in your traits. It's a whole part of the process. Right. And so then you can even get businesses have and the culture in a company has traits. And so a culture has traits, but an individual has traits. A culture has dreams. And an individual has dreams. So the method works in a company or it works on an individual. You could start to get how this works. The next thing I have you do in that same section of traits and operating systems, which come from that parent, right, is your mar- the, your parents' marriage traits or mm. how many marriages they have or who's your baby daddy, right? So whatever's true about that, sad but true, you are a react, like every trait in your parents' marriage or however you were raised about love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're having that too. A reaction to it, the same as it. So you need to also study the dynamics in the marriage business or else it will be coming to a theater near you in ways you are not going to enjoy. Yeah. Final section of the method is what I call- So far, I need, I need a break. I mean, it's, it's I'm a, sorry. It's a lot. I'm gonna just, let me just get this Go last get it out. out. It's just, oh. Let me just do it. I'm sorry. The last section is called hauntings, your haunting memories. Okay, Mm -hmm. so everyone like it's amazing what you remember and don't ever remember. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like it's actually amazing. And then the and then there's really not this huge catalog of the memories you go back to. Right. Right. So I make people go through the 12 areas of their life and figure out the memories that haunt them positively and negatively, because people don't understand how these are like your your dreams, your traits and the memories from your haunt from the hauntings are all connected and the combination of seeing all these together create honest to god this is your lower self and then what i just did to you by getting your lower self out by doing all that homework and doing all that writing which you like is i let who if you just wrote all that out and we call that your lower self who's the voice that's now reading the lower self hello higher self Nice to meet you. Now let me tell you how to develop the language for your higher self, the higher purpose. Because Mm -hmm. And now I'm breaking you into your inner dialogue. And now I'm getting you to see your negative beliefs. And now I'm getting you to see you can't even dream. Where's the right language? And now I'm getting you to see you have operating systems that are stubborn that are the voices in your head. Like So I can then put this all together into true consciousness. (laughs) That's... 
Oh man, so so all right, so I'm gonna just say one thing. I'm that's sorry, that very in, that, no, that is a lot, but it's it sounds very intense. I imagine there are some people, some old white shoe executives who are like, no, thank you, I'm not gonna do this. Right? I've, I, you've got to have had pushback at some point in your career. No, we don't. Uh, you know, it's like um, I don't have. To, I don't pretend I'm not exactly what I said. I t- like you see that was my pitch in a meeting. Yeah, yeah. No one's bringing me in unless they want it. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. but like executive I, you know, A wants I, it, so he brings him in, and executive B is like, "No, thank you," but he's he's in it now. Um, yeah. The if you go in at the C suite, yeah, then you're, you're not, buying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, you know, if I if the parents doing it, <laughs> right? Like if the parent goes gluten free, what good? What luck does the child have? Right. 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 Not a lot of like you're gonna have to sneak it outside, baby. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so that I mean that's incredible. That sounds like that sounds more than life coach. Sounds like a an emotional colonoscopy. I mean you're you're going Aww, you're getting it all. You, you know what I call the homework assignment? <laughs> what your life story colonoscopy. There you go. Right, and then here's the nickname for what I think I do for a living. Mm-hmm. I call myself a spiritual accountant. I'm coming to do your books. Yeah. Then I am a spiritual lawyer. I'm going to put you in the right contracts, which is the next thing I teach. Mm-hmm. And then from time to time, I am a spiritual dentist. I'm very sorry. You need a root canal with that relationship, oh. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what are the twelve? What are the twelve areas? Can I ask you that? Absolutely. So, okay, but you're asking me to remember it from my mind, so you're going to have to like stumble with me. So I'm okay. pretty, you know, this, it's only 20 years doing the same damn thing, <laughs> but I still need like, wait a minute, what is it? Okay, so there's your relationship with yourself. Okay, self. Self. There's your your body health. Mm. There's your love life. Sex is in there. Mm-hmm. There's money. Mm-hmm. There's career. Mm. There's spirituality. Okay. There's community out in the world. There's friendships, like your the right. Mm-hmm. There's family and siblings. There's vices. Aren't I cute? I have to take vices out and make it its own category. Yeah, of course. I feel like there's vices in each of those categories, but yes, but it has to be. Its well, own. don't worry. I make you have a dream about yourself, right? So uh-huh. you have to have a vision about who you are with your, you know, with your vices, and and there's time. Your relationship to time. Mm-hmm. What number am I on? I think Did I ten. Forget something? I think ten. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um, there's your. So I did. Um, so family includes children and all of that. There's mm. time and oh, there's your home. Mm. Right. Um, what did I forget? <laughs> I don't know. I, I separate career and money. Did I do both you, of those? You, you did do that. And I also, I uh, I was listening to you instead of just counting. So I might have messed I, up on I, the count. I, I think I probably did. I probably covered them. Okay. But, you know, sorry. No, 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 no. Enough of that. Again, like, uh, you know, not to not to beat the metaphor to death here, but the, enough of that feels like a colonoscopy. So, uh, sir, yes. So <laughs> what do you, what, so what, what? What? How there's, do I start to unpack that stuff? There's two more big concepts that I teach that usually get people to run away from me, mm-hmm. right? Which is I teach that I teach seven different ways. I make people make people. I really do make people go through the seven different ways humans lie 
Mm. So there's, right, I make people do lying lists. Don't worry, I tell you all of mine, and most people have not been nearly as disgusting as me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? No, no, really, really, I win awards, okay? So I make everybody feel better because I swear to God I'm in a funny purgatory that I have to teach (laughs) lying because I was a big one, Mm. right? And I tell all my lies, and I get everyone in the room howling, Mm -hmm. um, and that we do lie lists because lies are killing people. And lies keep you trapped. And so I do a whole section on lying that's in the method and freeing yourself from all your lies. And then the other thing that I teach is what I call personal integrity. And personal integrity is an ability to keep a promise to yourself. Everyone's very good at keeping promises to others or having to have to keep a promise Mm -hmm. to everyone else. But we are bizarrely lame at keeping our own promises to ourselves, which is what I care about most. Right. Not that you shouldn't keep promises to others, duh. But like, if you say you're going to the gym, you're going. What's up with you? If you mm-hmm. say, you you know, you're going to sleep with your wife and you want to have more sex, you're going to do that. You want to say you want to play with your kid more. Like the promise, it's not that humans don't know the right promises. They just have a a lousy relationship with their own personal integrity. Mm. And so I put all of this together and get a person to really, you know, reboot their lives and design their lives, live inside their dreams, live inside breaking into the negative inner dialogue, like stop doing those traits, start to like, put it all together, pussycats. We got this. And and okay, so how do I start to put it all together? Like, I mean, I'm 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 sold. So first of all, I'm sold. Yes. I you know I I want to I want to do this. How, awesome. how do I start to put it all together? Um, here you do your you well. You sign up. I do this <laughs> yeah. with you, right? You do your homework, pussycat. We got this. Right? Yeah. You do your homework, and then the brilliant part is if you go do your homework, because the other thing I do not tell you all the answers. Well, it's got to come from I, you. It's got to come from right, yourself. I yeah. mean, you know. I teach you how to do the method. Right. And then it's like um, my the, the next joke is, so I keep sending you back to do the homework, right? I So after you do your first homework and you do this whole big thing, right, there's a joke that there's a before Lauren and an after Lauren. Like, And if you still want to talk to me after our first session, if you like, like, let's do it, yeah. right? If you're still screaming yes after our first session, you know, we're going to, we're going to be in love and we're going to rock your world mm-hmm. and I'm going to help you get all your dreams. Right. You get that? Like I'm coming to make you be like, I believe in humanity, right? right? I right. believe in our ability to be remarkable. Right. Now, not everybody's dying for this. No, I mean, I think a lot of people, and I actually think, I think a lot of us put up, you, you've mentioned this before, but a lot of us put up these walls because we want to stay in our comfort zone. And a lot of times we lie to stay comfortable, I think. And, and this, yes. this process is uncomfortable. It's just like, not to, not to draw uh, maybe an unfair parallel, but it sounds a lot like uh, a big part of the 12 steps, like uh, yeah. in, in addiction, yes. because it, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of personal accountability associated with the 12 steps. And, and, right, that, yeah. and that investigation really helps. I am called, and just so you know, I send people to 12 steps. I, I, I'm, I'm, but I am considered... 12 steps on steroids because (laughs) one of the parts of my method that this is where me and the 12 steps veer. Okay. Ready? And this again will scare people, Um, which is in the 12 steps, there's a loophole. And the loophole in the 12 steps is if I'm going to hurt someone with the truth, I don't have to tell it. Right. If I, if I cheated with you and you're still married, Mm Mm-hmm. 
right? I'm not going to mess up your marriage. That's your problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Except you betrayed that woman and that man. You like, it's not, wait a minute, people. We're not actually supporting integrity in the world. We're mm. supporting a level of lying in the world. You were you saying that in the 12 step program, that, that mantra of don't tell truths that will cause additional pain yes. is holding people back because that's just more lying that's being layered into it. Yes. I mean, mo listen, most people are doing great in their 12 steps. And yeah. amen. Except the 12 steps, this is a terrible statistic, is that um, only 7% of the people who need who get sober stay. Yeah. And then and then those 7% are in in AA, which I think is brilliant and beautiful. Right. But uh, but seven but another 7% um, just become dry drunks, right? Oh, like they yeah, just go for through, sure. Right. For sure. And, and no one's transforming their whole lives, right? It's like, so sober. So it, it hasn't been fixed even close. For those of you who don't know what dry drunks are, <laughs> it is uh, in the addiction support community. It's basically people who maintain the same behavior patterns of someone who is uh, an alcoholic or an addict, but without using their drug of choice. That's the difference. Yes, it really is. It's And so I care way more. Yes, I get rid of, you know, and I go after food, mm -hmm. sex. I mean, I do all of this. We mm -hmm. do food. We do sex. We do drugs. Mm -hmm. We do money. We do re love relationships. Like you, like there's so many ways. And we do, we even do screens now. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right. Everything. For sure. Every way a human hides, but that's under vices, right? I put it all under vices mm -hmm. and, and 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 really designing your life to be transparent so you're not embarrassed about the drugs you do do mm -hmm. or the amount of you know scrolling you do right. or like whatever you're doing it's time to start being honest like brutally honest mm -hmm. and if you can't let your kid know you probably shouldn't be doing it mm. if you can't let your office mate know you probably shouldn't be doing it and everybody kind of knows everybody's doing. Everyone knows and no one's talking about it. So that's really where I come into the party. Mm -hmm. And I stop people from feeling shame. Right. That we have a dark side. It, it's it's the dumbest thing to think that our dark is disappearing without talking about it, without making fun of it, without having a sense of humor about it. Mm -hmm. And we all have it. And so there's a liberation that I'm trying to cause in the method. And I still think. And then the other thing that I'm different than the 12 step program is what I just started to talk about, which is the 12 steps also, you know, don't, is at, like, don't, you know, there's am, anonymity, like don't tell anybody that I'm sober. Right. Where I'm like, Oh my God, sober people should be the most proud of all. Right. 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 So I don't, I don't agree. Like I'm like, uh, uh right. <laughs> right. So I don't agree that you should hide your sobriety ever or what you're dealing with. And mm -hmm. I don't agree that we shouldn't resolve every issue we've ever had with anyone to help the union of all people. Right. Because if you, if you literally stopped and go that, you know, you cheated with that man, your husband knows you got divorced, but you're not going to tell that wife that you cheated with. Mm -hmm. Right. Did she really say, don't ever call me? Like, does that couple that's still sad and sick really want no phone call? Right. Is that really true? If someone slept with my husband, do I really not want to call from the from the from the unhappy, you know, 
wife from, from the other yeah. couple? Yeah. Like the, the answer is no one's asking the, the victim. Right. And so everyone stays stuck in ways that I really think the world could be not to be vindictive, but actually understand integrity would heal us all a lot faster. I mean, it seems like you're really just at a war with the lies and veneers that we put up in, in, in society nowadays. The thing I say is, um, I ask this question, right? I ask this, I go, what do you think's going to happen first? World peace or the end of lying? <laughs> and I'm like, I think world peace has better odds, right? And everyone goes, neither, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I think, so, I, think, I, think yeah. I think those two might go hand in hand in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm going for the end of lying. Like, mm -hmm. there's no need to lie. If you really love, if the self loved the self, they would learn, they wouldn't need to lie. Right. right? And it, it really is, it's the most beautiful thing I could ever teach a person is that you don't have to lie and that everything you've ever done is forgivable, lovable, and you should take your karma while you're still alive. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, right. and, and, and I feel like I, I feel like if you start to live the honest paradigm where you're just mm. honest about everything that you're doing, then you begin to check your behavior against the fact that you're not going to lie about it and it might cause pain. And so you start to behave differently. It's when you stick your hand in fire, mm -hmm. you never do that again. Like, oh, God, right. the amount that people aren't learning lessons has a lot to do with that they never get in trouble in that kind of trouble way called fire and heat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, so that, mm -hmm. that we, and then if you ever even, I study all this. So many of the times when someone who was a cheater in a relationship and gets away with it, they keep cheating. But the one who got caught and it's, and the humiliation happens and they have to clean it all up and they have to deal with all of it. Mm -hmm. That's the person that never cheats again. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, figures out their poly. Okay. Like, oh, got it. I'm a different kind of brand. Right. 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 Like I'm not, I'm not the marrying type. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, it's, that's the truth sets you free. It's not my line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think it's an incredibly powerful, uh, an incredibly powerful message for, especially like you mentioned our addiction to online and scrolling. And I think we, mm. so many of us put on a, an artificial face on our social media, for example, and a different kind yeah. of happiness. And, yeah. and I, f I feel like we're just really comfortable as a society with, um, with lying to other people, but also with lying to ourselves. Like, you know, you're, you're, there's, there's, there's something to be said about these apps that hold us accountable to how much time we're spending on our phone. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, it gives you an honest look. Cause like, I think all of us think, oh, yeah, I probably have a phone problem. But when you sit there and you get a, a notification from your phone that says you had nine hours of screen time a day this week, you go, nine hours? What exactly. in the heck? That's a lot exactly. of time you're staring at a screen. It's, it, and it, it forces you to be honest with yourself. And I think that's, as much as anything else, I think that's something that's lacking. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the amount we think... So the other thing that's really interesting to add to how I use our dark side for light, mm -hmm. watch this, okay, is, uh, so I teach personal integrity, which is keeping promises to yourself. But right. in order to keep a promise to yourself, I recommend or demand that you put in a consequence. And a consequence is not a punishment, it's a ding. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so here, and, and so here's an example of a, of what I did to myself recently. I wanted to, 
um, meditate twice a day. Okay. Right. I, like, you know, I wanted to meditate twice a day. I wanted to keep, and I wanted to do it for six weeks straight. Okay. This is how I keep a promise to myself with a consequence. I go in order for me to get coffee in the morning, which is one of my favorite addictions. Oh yeah, man. Oh, I'm, with, I'm with you. Oh yeah. Is I don't get my first cup of coffee till I've meditated. Oh gosh. Okay. Got that. Yeah. And then I don't get my screen time at night until I've meditated. And I don't keep that promise to myself. My, I have three kids. My kids know. Everyone knows. And so guess who meditated twice a day for six weeks straight? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just, so that we, you we, see, I'm now using my dark yeah. for light. Yeah. We, we've interviewed some, some behavioral experts uh, and some, um, some habit experts. We talked to Charles Duhigg, and one of the things ta he talked about was, was this idea that you can't replace a habit uh, or you can't, you can't get rid of a habit. You have to replace it. Like you have to you have to come up with the association of a habit and then restructure your behavior uh, around that habit. Otherwise, you you will you'll just continue going back to the low stakes version of the habit. So for you, you use you use your coffee addiction in order to make your um, make your meditation thing happen, and you use your screen time addiction to make meditation happen because you're taking that habit and you're reprogramming it, which I which I think is the only way to to form new habits. I. I overstand and completely agree. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so I mean, I, I had some questions I was going to ask you about why you felt the need for all this, but I feel like, um, I feel like this is just this is patently obvious that we that you said <laughs> and, and you you warned me at the beginning that you said that this is common sense, uh, uncommon information that feels common when you say it, and yes. and you are so right because I you know this kind of brutal honesty sounds really painful. It sounds really cathartic and difficult, but when mm -hmm. you really break it down, we really do need that in our life. Yes. It, it breaks you into the, your inner dialogue, which are running all of your actions you're mm -hmm. taking mm -hmm. and not taking, mm -hmm. and then facing yourself on being true to a vision. So your life is worth living. Your love life is worth living. Your sex life is worth having. So you go after all your fears all your fears and hear them talking to you mm -hmm. and how they talk to mm -hmm. you so that you can become your own bouncer mm -hmm. in your own mind yeah. against your own voices that are hiding lazy, like, Hey, see seven deadly sins, right, right. there. Hi. Right right, right. right. So, so, you know, it's, it's profound to take over your life and it, and, and it's, and it's, you know, severe and real, but I swear to God, the weather's great. Yeah. Well, the truth is a tough master uh, and hard to serve, but simplifies all problems. It, it, and you, if you have nothing to lie about and nothing to pretend and people you're not keeping happy because you tell the truth and your truth is not to hurt people, but it's to hear theirs too, mm -hmm. it, it changes it changes everything. And you know what? Another line I use to explain what I'm doing for a living is I'm rebranding, repackaging, remarketing the soul to itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, hello guys, right? You don't even know your soul's trapped, right? You don't even feel your soul. You don't see the magic. You don't see the majesty because you're hiding and we're lying and we don't know how to get out of the, the, 
the the epis, my joke, the epigenetics. We mm-hmm. don't know how to get out of of and then we're born into a real mess of a society. Mm-hmm. But we're the we're the healers, we're the fixers. We're it. Mm-hmm. We're the generation, right? And you know, the planet seems to be burning. We really better hurry. So, you know, no time like the present. You're absolutely yeah. right. What, 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 are we, yeah. what are we holding on to our lives for? Well, uh, I just, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to let you go because I, I've taken up so much of your time. But there's, there's two things. Uh, if people want to follow up with you. You have a yes. book for the, for, the, for the low impact people. <laughs> yes. People just want to kind of skim and get a better understanding. Yes. Yes. My book is called Maybe It's You. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it probably Cross is. Cross out. Maybe it's you. And I, I use that line always. I love it because, oh no, maybe it's me. And then you cross out the maybe and then you're like, oh good, the power's back in my hand. What do I have to do? Right. So it's maybe it's you, cut the crap, face your fears, love your life. Mm-hmm. Or um, what I, you know, the more advanced program or really one that really will work is I built this this whole program called Inner You. Mm-hmm. where you can where you go through the method you can meet people you can get accountability buddies mm. and it's and you and I have a promise tracker and I teach you how to do it I built an entire world so people can also you know commune meet each other find each other build with each other and change the narrative in their life and it's a ball right so that's inner you and um, you can find it at Handel group Okay, link to both of those, to the book and the interview method uh, and the Handel Group uh, website, all in the show notes if you guys want to go deeper with Lauren. One last thing, and I try to ask this to everybody. What is one key habit you think everybody should be, can start doing today that would make their life better? Well, I design my day every day, seven days a week. What does that mean? I yeah. literally, I don't do a to-do list. I do a to-be list. Like, who am I going to be today? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I up to today? What do I believe in today? I design my day and it's based on what I am doing that day. So it has like all the things I want to see happen in my day and who I want to be. And I don't do it alone. I design my day and I send it to a buddy. Like, I actually have a group and I send it to my group every day. And then I account for what happened and didn't happen. And I rate my day at the end of the day on a scale of one to 10. And then I school myself, like what lessons did I learn Right. and what was missing? And I do. And I'm like, you're like, how many years have you been doing that every day of your life? That's a lot and of I'm work like, too. Well, no, I'm very cute and short. It's not that complicated, right? (laughs) It's not that, it's not that heavy, but it's very fun and deep. And Mm -hmm. I've come, and then I've developed my own language to be connected to my dreams. And then I also read my, my other, but like it's, so I, I recommend you start figuring out how to design your day, like create your day and put language to it and send it to someone and have to answer to it every day, like yes and a no and rate yourself. Mm -hmm. And then give yourself advice on what you would do differently to truly be proud of yourself. Got it. Got it. Wow. Uh, and, and, and that language thing, this is uh, the, not the first time you mentioned it, of having your language to um, having the right language to relate your dreams and your desires. Uh, is that a yeah. part of the inner you system? It is, if you're like, what are you teaching? I'm teaching language. I am developing a language so you can take it, like, so you can make something that is uncommon, hard to talk about, 
funny, deep, real, and run away with it. And that's how it becomes common knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's really teaching a language so people can use the tools. And inner you teaches that language. Uh, it gives it away. It makes you laugh. It, it like you will, and you cannot unlearn it once you hear it. Oh, oh gosh. Uh -huh. I sound, I mean, I am both terrified and intrigued. I feel like I, I feel like this is like skydiving. Like I really I'm at that moment where I'm standing at the window and the instructor's like, We're gonna count down, we gotta jump and I feel like I need to jump, but I'm terrified at the same time. Like that's the feeling I, would, I have right now. I swear I will take I would be it would be my pleasure, honor and privilege to to do this with you. Right. <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm not trying to get your money. <laughs> I just want you to teach it given who you are in the world. I, we also, um, anyone can sign up for If you're a teacher in the world or a journalist, like writing, mm -hmm. I actually give this away for free Wow! because I want, right. And so you qualify as a teacher and a journalist, like you're out in the world speaking. And so me getting you to love this and get it integrated into your thinking, I give it away to that person. I, 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 I I'm excited and terrified. Like I said, at the yes. same time, <laughs> uh, Lauren Zander, thank you so much for your time today. We genuinely appreciate it. And, uh, and, uh, hope to, uh, hope to get to talk to you again soon. Oh my goodness. I hope, I hope you, I hope you take me up on my offer. Oh, I, oh, I will. Okay, good. Wow. I, did, I mean, what a great title. Maybe it's you. Cut the crap, face your fears, love your life. And you know, if we could just all walk around and maybe 10 or 12 times go, maybe it's me. You it's know? definitely yeah. you. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? And that's a little bit stoic is that we walk around and we think, oh my gosh, this happened to me. This happened to me. Woe is me. It's, you're the only one that can deal with the stuff in your life. If you, you know, if you keep dating losers, it might be because you have a thing for losers. You yeah. might need to work on yeah. yourself. If yeah. you keep, yeah, if you keep getting fired from jobs, it might be because you're a terrible employee. And you need to figure out how to make yourself more marketable. Yeah. Stuff happens, but you do need to cut the crap and accept your responsibility in the world. It's a very stoic worldview. I love it. So, oh, her, her, her book again. Maybe it's you. Cut the crap. Face your fears. Love your life. Link to that in the show notes, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast, please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. We just started putting the podcast full episodes up on YouTube. So if you want to find us there, you can you can find it on YouTube. That's a great way to listen. That's how I listen at the gym. But we're hoping more people find it that way. There's no video element. It's just um, it's the audio with like some animations. That yeah, we just put on. search just search yeah. Gibbs name on YouTube. Yeah. Gibbs uh, or John Tesh podcast or, yeah. or Intelligence. Yeah. It's all there, or you go to the Intelligence for Life uh, YouTube page. Anyway, uh, to follow up with us, John Tesh is facebook.com slash John Tesh. We hang out there a lot. On Instagram, he's John Tesh underscore IFYL. On Twitter, at John Tesh. I am Gib Gerard, facebook.com slash Gib Gerard, at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. And we got to let you know how much we appreciate you guys listening because we can't do this without you. So please tell your friends. And more than anything else, we appreciate you. Very nice hitting the post. I also want to remind, uh, remind everybody that on April 25th, oh, right. April 25th, we're going to be in Colorado Springs taping our seventh public television special. You can see us. Come be in the audience. Teshmusic.com. Link to that in the show notes.